Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Jared Brandon. Hi, hey everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We are thrilled <laughs> to death that you are listening to our show. Uh, the right. podcast about what, Tony? Uh, stuff. Boutique gear. gear. That, that's all. Uh, Guitars, uh, amps, uh, pedals, pedals, accessories. Pickups. Let Jared say some stuff so he doesn't feel left out. What okay. else, Jared? Pickups, and we do little advertisements, and we have awesome people <laughs> we on. We do little advertisements. That's what the show's about. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it, do, well, do we do we have shows where along. we learn stuff, Jared? One hundred ones. That's Chris. That's <laughs> correct. We talk about Gibsons and Fenders and Gretches. Oh and my! Yeah, other well stuff, all the things. Okay, yeah. hey, we he left the cue cards here. If you this is your first time, um, We're if you have any thrilled. questions, just raise your hand. Yeah, we will answer them accordingly. Well, as I've always said, if you have questions, send them on the back of a twenty dollar bill. Yes, to, to our right. PO box to me. To Todd. Yes. Uh, we have a fantastic guest tonight. We're really, really happy for, for, for multiple reasons, in which you will hear all about. But guess who are you? Hey, this is Rick Calhoun with Honey Picks. Hey. All right. And that is not a dating app, is it? <laughs> no. No, okay. no. No. Okay. Do not, you don't have to swipe. I'm any, just any <laughs> making sure. <laughs> Yes, sir. Rick Calhoun, one of our supporters who we are so grateful for, and uh, also a Honey Picks man, the guy who founded Honey Picks, making the picks for you all to use and stuff. We're going to get, get into that later. Um, and I think we've got a pretty packed show, so I'm just going to get on it. We've had a, a, a very busy couple of uh, weeks, uh, I think. Feel like we all have but also for the podcast uh we've had a lot of calendar shifting and mm. we're trying to pivot on that stuff mm-hmm. things in the world are happening people's lives are happening and you know it's our real life is happening so we have to balance that too this is not the only thing we do this believe is it or all, this not. is all i do <laughs> um i do th- nothing this else. show has a great 401k Mm. Yes, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I like the medical plan the best. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, we got some announcements, and we need to think. Yes, Tony just wants to say that. Very happy with our partnership of sorts. It's not official. It's it's not a legal partnership. We've just got we've got uh, you know they take uh, pretty good care of us. We're, they take we're very great care of us, they and they take care of other people too. That is, we've been using these same correct. road mics for literally years now. Hundred years. Yeah. No, seriously, we've been using the same mics, and they're they're crispy and clean. They're 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 great mics. They're a little smelly they really now. Are. Well, yours is. Um, so anyways, big shout out to Nick down there Nick. at Road. And uh, we also have a couple other things. We want to give a shout out to Jonathan Daly. Jonathan Yay. Daly! Yes. And one of our grand poobahs. He won the Lisa S. Johnson oh. Act, uh, Immortal Axes Guitars at Rock book with the matching protective bag and... Signed by Lisa S. Johnson. Yes. Susie Quattro. Oh, yes. Who I'm in conversation with trying to get on the show. Whoosh. And Peter Frampton. Wow. wow. Pretty cool. So I would if like If you that. have not heard that podcast yet, you need to go listen to her. 
Oh, yeah, it was that was such a great show we've ever had. Yeah, she was great. She was very nice, very uh, professional, indeed. Absolutely, indeed. And the um, book is outstanding. It really is, and it so is. was the one before it. One hundred and eight guitars that rock. Yes, I have. I have both. Yep. So do I. My mm. buddy came over and he he looked at every single page of that book. He couldn't put it down. Yeah. I'm like, are we gonna go get some burgers? He's like, eh, just give me a minute. <laughs> Kept looking at the book. Yeah, pretty senior. Well, you know, pretty senior looking at him, and he looks like a giant burger. So you know, you know, one of the cool <laughs> thing about books, Jared, is you can actually take it along with take you. it with you. Yes, I don't. I don't want that book in the burger joint, especially <laughs> with me eating around it. Yes, that you know, is going to be ketchup and mustard drips. If and, you ever get the chance to see, to watch Jared eat soup, it's a treat. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so we've got. Uh, we, I, I, I also, have an announcement. Oh, okay, Tony. Gosh, go go ahead. you can go no, ahead no, with no, your no, announcement go first. Go okay. No, I just wanted to give a tip of the hat to our good friend John Esterly, who uh, is putting out a special edition of his snitch pedal mm. in uh, the Ukrainian flag colors of yellow and blue. Very cool. Oh. And the wording is all done in uh, in Ukrainian. And, I mean, in addition to looking really cool, he's also giving a hefty portion of the proceeds uh, to humanitarian aid. In, he is in a good Ukraine. dude. So um, I, I ordered one. I mean, I saw the post. I just said, the, here's my money. a bunch of them left? Well, he's, he's pre-ordering, and yeah. he's going to build them as, as he can. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. Well, okay, well, but it's very cool. So, John, way to go! I, yeah, that good Im- job, John. It's very impressive. I, it, it, there's there's quite a bit of builders doing oh, that yeah. sort of thing too. So, just the outpouring uh, immediately from the guitar community whenever there seems to be anything askew in the world that doesn't align with how how skew <laughs> our guitar world is, we pounce on it, and it's and it's great. Yeah. Um. So, uh. I also want to give a another massive shout out to Chase Gullet. Uh, he re- is releasing his new amplifier. Um, I was lucky enough to kind of you know ride along while that was happening, and um, it it's it's cool to see something come to fruition um, from ground zero. Have and you it seen? It sounds awesome, Zach's. Um, yeah. I've Demo. played the amps. <clears throat> They're Zach just Zach, Zach killed made it. that thing howl. Yeah, it was holy smokes. Yeah, they are really, really great That's sounding great. amps, and they look gorgeous. And um, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, just congratulations. He's a he's a very very dear friend of mine, and we're gonna have him on the show. Oh good to talk about that and a lot of I his new models. Wait. He's been on before, but that was a while ago. If so, I can oh, yeah. be there in town when he's there, that would be optimal. I would agree with that. We can go have drinks afterward <laughs> and celebrate like, like, the amplifier, like fizzy ones, or like what is that? Pink umbrella <laughs> yeah. drinks, yeah, um, just IPAs or whatever, yeah, okay. Rotar beer, whatever you like. Sure, okay, go uh, pee. Whatever. All the things. Uh, uh, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to who? I know this is, I'm not saying these aren't shout outs. I don't know why. Who made up that term anyway? Shout out. Yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Lear, who is a new supporter of ours, 
said, uh, hey, my main gear of choice is uh, various tellies, Fernandez J-Base, Gretsch 5120, modded, a Sire Larry Carlton S7. Sorry, Todd, but I love strats in parentheses. <laughs> and a handmade mandolin. That's nice. quite a range. That's like a full yeah. range of every, almost everything you need. You just need like a like a BC Rich or something in there. Um, and the amp is a Helix. It says, I also play a Santa Cruz Tony Rice Pro for acoustic gigs. That's cool. Yeah. It says his favorite part of the show is the main interview and also the 101s. When my wife is listening and the four on the floor segment comes up, she will say the catchphrase along with the show. Hilarious. I think that's hilarious too. Uh, the reason for supporting show, he said, is because of the wealth of knowledge between Jared and Tony and Rob. <laughs> and not Todd. And not. Yeah. Does not, <laughs> Todd, you just talk your way through at every yeah. show. And, uh, but he says he absolutely, absolutely love the show. Uh, yeah. Man, we're so grateful for you out there and for supporting and everything and, and uh, just being a good friend to our show. Appreciate uh, that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank yes, you. sir. All right. Let's find out what we have got going on in our music worlds this week, gentlemen, starting with Tony, and then we're going to check in with our friend Rick Calhoun. Okay. What's up, Tony? What's up? Well, this is an exciting uh, time. Because I got I think I talked a little bit about it. I worked out a an arrangement with uh, Mike uh, over at Eastwood Guitars yeah. uh, for a new Revolta. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. And this is a Revolta. It's pretty. It's right it's in front a, of us. It's uh, a semi-hollow. It's kind of a cross I between body shape. a 335 and a Fender Starcaster because it's kind of offset. Um, but again, you know, I, these the Revolta line is designed by Dennis Fano. Uh, of Fano, previously of Fano guitars, now of Novo guitars, and uh, Novo and Revolta and Eastwood have a uh, a joint uh, showroom and um, an assembly room and a factory down in Nashville. As, yes, as, uh, but no Fano guitars there. Well, no, because I know, I know. I'm just saying. There, you you would be hard pressed to find a Fano guitar there, because Dennis doesn't own Fano anymore. I. That's why I said that. Yes. But anyhow, long story even longer. <laughs> so um, I, I got, uh, and this is, I, 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 I say this be, only because I was so impressed with uh, the customer service at uh, Revolta, Novo, Eastwood. Um, so they had sent a guitar up, and there are a couple of issues with it. And... Um, uh, Mike put me in touch uh, with Wes, who is kind of their uh, product development, customer service, whatever down there. And uh, we, we talked about some of the issues I was having with this particular instrument. He said, you know what? Let me send you a return label. Send that one back. I'll get another one out to you. And that way you don't have to wait till I work on this one and, you know, all the things. So uh, a new one came 
It's a wonderful instrument. And, and Wes and I had a very good talk. And in fact, one of the even nicer things was he says, you know, a lot of customers call and ask about custom pick guards for our guitars. And we know that you usually say you'd like to have the original one to duplicate. He says, I've got a pile of That's awesome. pick guards down here. Can I send you one of each model? And then you'll have masters for all of that. That's super cool. Nice. So he put those inside the front pocket of the uh, the gig bag that came with this guitar. But anyhow, the, the guitar is wonderful. I'm very very happy. I, I can't wait to, you know, put it through the put it through the the ringer again. Um, and it'd be, um, it'd be better if it was black. But well, you know, for some people, <laughs> I, I I could see that. Um, but yeah, it's it's very cool. I did make a new pick guard for this one though. I, that, is that it? Yeah, that's the guard that I made. I mean, really? it's the same shape. But really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the same shape, but I used five-ply material. Yeah. So that's that's just my little thing. And uh, as a thank you to them, I sent up some uh, material, uh, a lot of some of the glitters and, and, yeah. and some of the acrylic materials, because Dennis uh, has been doing uh, once a week a you know, kind of a master built guitar where he specs everything, the, the wood of the instrument, the, uh, the pick guard, the pickups and everything like that. Yeah. So I sent this package and, um, and, uh, I talked to Wes today, they received it. He's going to pass it on to Dennis and he thinks that Dennis will probably want to use some of that on one of these, uh, one of these custom master built, uh, that's a classico, right? No, this is a regatta. A regatta. Yeah. Right. It's a regatta. A regatta. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. It does come in black, though, Todd, if you're interested. Does it? Yeah. With gold sparkle and it's stuff? Ki- it's, it's weird because it's, like, it's a little bit smaller body than my Hagstrom, I feel like. I, f- I could be wrong, but I feel like... This way is probably... Well, the, the, the width isn't the width quite is, as big. Well, I yeah. think it is. Is it? Is it's, it bi- it's because it's offset. It's offset. Just a touch. Yeah. A touch too but no beautiful stuff and again you know dennis designed some incredible he's just got the eye for you know even the f-holes are special shapes the yeah. the, the body is shifted the horns I look right i really love the the uh cuts on the horn yep those it, are those are great it's nice well done tony <clears throat> well done to- <laughs> we're gonna turn it over to rick uh yeah have you have you guys heard of uh music box pedals Mm. music box maybe by sight let me check they had they came out with a pedal called the lala drive not too i guess oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. with the uh like like the pinwheel yeah 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 so i bought the lala drive last year when it came out and it's like a his version of a timmy and i love that pedal it's one of my favorite pedals well he i've i've been looking for a new clon uh circuit and he just came out with his version of the clon and uh, I just got that in, and I just, I love that pedal. I, I haven't had a Klon circuit type pedal on my board for probably about a year, and I used to always have one on my board and uh, just kind of missed that tone, the the frequencies that that pedal gives, and I just haven't been able to uh, turn that pedal off. It's just, I don't know, it just does the right thing for me, for my tone, for for the way I like to use it. That's uh, it, that's the way it's got a centaur with a flying v yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> you gotta you gotta respect that that's that's and, fun and, and something cool about that i didn't realize it but uh the the lady that he had to to make that graphic yeah she 
she has bought picks from me, like custom picks, and I didn't oh. realize it. She's from uh, Singapore, and she messaged me whenever I showed a picture of that uh, that Music Box pedals clone, and she said, "Hey, I designed the graphics for that pedal." I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of neat. That kind of came full circle, but uh, that's neat. Yeah, uh, you know what? We got to get them on the show, dog. On it, yeah. Music Box pedals. Yeah, he he does some cool stuff and uh, just a really nice guy too. Awesome, but uh, I'm into it. All right, well we're gonna gonna book that dude. Um, if you talk to him before I do, tell him that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to him tonight. Cool. I'll text him. All right. Uh, so that's the lot. Now you got the Lila Drive with uh, and uh, what is I'm trying to think of. I know it's a drive, but is it what's it based on? It anything? Yeah. in particular. Yeah, the, the Timmy, the Timmy, the Timmy. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. Does it uh, does it do anything for you that the Timmy doesn't, or is it uh, just a sort of slightly different? It's just well, if if you've ever had a regular Timmy, you'll notice that the uh, like the pots kind of work backwards from what you'd normally be used to using. Mm. So like a box. His, yeah. So <laughs> on his on his pedal, he's he's made it to where. You know, on the highs and lows, you start on the left side with the least amount of highs and lows, and as you go right, it's not a cut. It's not a cut. Yeah, like a rat. Yeah, that's cool, man. Now, what um, what amp are are you running this? Do you have like a go to amp that you run this stuff through? Just trying to get a sense of where your tone's at. I run stereo um, into a Vox AC15 and a. Fender Deluxe Reverb Reissue. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, c- I couldn't help to. <laughs> it's so dumb. I hate myself. Uh, so, uh, do you, f- I guess I'm imagining that sounds pretty different on those two. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I put those two amps together because they, they're so different, but when you put them together, they really, the, the frequencies kind of add up and and fill in all the spaces you know yeah uh on their own i like the i prefer the fender with with pedals alone um the vox does it, it still sounds good with pedals but i like i prefer the fender if i'm just going to take one amp gotcha gotcha okay well now we have an idea of what you're all about at least for right now we're going to find out a whole lot more later but oh yeah um very cool very cool uh well let's see jared how about yourself Oh yes. So a uh, a customer, a customer, a customer, a customer of mine uh, who wants to remain anonymous uh, for this subject that I'm about to talk about. I was talking to. I said about like I'm Canadian. That's funny. So I, I was talking to him the other day, and uh, I, he's going to be down at the Good Guys Is this Mike? guitar show. What's that? <laughs> I'm trying to get you to say his name. <laughs> so down no, no, at the not guitar Mike. show. Not Mike. <laughs> Go ahead. Down at the guitar show. And uh, he said, ah, bring bring all that stuff down there. He's interested in all my uh, Marshall, uh, a lot of my Marshall stuff. So if I can sell all that stuff to one person in one swoop of sale, yeah. that would just, that would be optimal. That would be awesome. And he... 
And he's like, yeah, man, uh, he's an older fella. So he's like, yeah, man, my uh, my mom bought me a, a brand new JMP back in the 70s. That's what I use. Uh-huh. So the the 100 watt JMP, like the late 70s. So. Um, well, all right, uh, man. That sounds like yeah. a pretty, so, pretty sweet deal. Yeah, I think I sold all my Marshalls and kind of solved my space issue. So for the Nashville how are you going to get all of those down to Nashville? U-Haul trailer. You're gonna Either trailer a U-Haul trailer or a U-Haul. Uh, actually, if Todd one falls off the just, back of the truck. I mean, I no, here's what's going to happen. Todd's <laughs> going to rent the U-Haul. Todd's going to load them up out of my basement, and Todd's going to bring them down. Oh, oh, that Jared works out will, well. Jared will, Jared will pay Todd. Yeah, I, I thought you mm. were going to have them, uh, you know, loaded into the back of the pick 'em up truck, and then have them lay on top of it to keep everything in place. I could. <laughs> yeah. If you need help with that, though, it's, well, I'll help you out there, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll be more than glad to pay you money. And Jared, if you need help, uh, give Todd a call. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. That's that's really nifty there, Jared. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Yep. Uh, this week uh, for me, I learned a an interesting lesson. <laughs> uh, practicing. We've got a, a show coming up, which I'm super stinking excited about. And... Uh, I had the amp at, at our rehearsal area, and which had, the rehearsal area—it's—it's it's my drummer's basement. I mean, mm. it's like—it's not—it's a rehearsal it's a re- area. Yeah. Anyway, so I had recently—I I play at home, and then I go play at his house. And every time I play at his house, I'm like, my amp sounds terrible. I don't understand what's going on. Did I make a really bad decision? Why does it sound so different? So then I, I go home and then I rearrange all the pedals. I'm like, this doesn't sound right anymore. Then I go back to his place and I say, this sounds like crap. It's a, it's a spiraling circle of doo-doo. Okay. Okay. So I, I was, I plugged in again. I'm like, what the heck is going on? It just sounded weak and like fizzy and it didn't have the wasn't put it almost like it's like i guess out of phase or something like that to the point where i even got in the back of it and started switching all the wires around in the speaker and the speaker alone because i was like did i is this wired backwards like what is going on and then i said i wonder if it's this outlet and he goes oh it probably is it's it's one of those ones that has the you know the little red the red thing the, t- uh, the, GFCI. the GFCI. He's like, oh, yeah, that's probably it. And I'm like, man, I've been plugging in here for weeks now. You're telling me? And it was. <laughs> and I plugged it in the other amp. I'm like, hey, there's my amp. And it's like, Dang. and I was like, damn, I've just wasted a colossal amount of time and frustration up the wazoo trying to figure out why, what pedals are doing what and the mm. amp and the whole thing. And oh, boy. So it was kind of f- browning out, fizzling out on you. Oh, it just sounded anemic. Mm-hmm. So, lesson, if you see a funny-looking uh, outlet at your friend's place that you're rehearsing at, do not pluck your amp into it, man. Mm. You will not be happy. <laughs> Sheesh. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was even going like, geez, do I need to go get one of those super-duper thick cord, like, power cords or something he's like it shouldn't be that we've been playing down there for like eight years but it, he just happened to shift some things to re, to uncover a closer outlet and i was like oh i'll use this one uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually had the same exact thing happen in my basement we just built a house like i don't know four years ago and in my basement the amp was just 
not doing right. It took me forever to figure out what's going on. And it was that stupid GFI outlet. So, right. So I just took it out. And now I don't in, feel so stupid. <laughs> I took it out and installed a regular outlet. And I'm sure it's not up to code, but it's much better for me and my amps. So I'm happy. Yeah. Well, lesson that I learned, hmm. but a good one. A good one. And now I have to kind of go back and go, okay, now where was I originally with the pedals and stuff? Because with the, I'm relearning all my pedal board with the Marshall and all this stuff. And anyways, uh, we need to get on with things. Hey, Rick. Yeah, what's up? Oh, there you are. Are you still there? We didn't lose you yet, did we? <laughs> I, I was just sleeping really quick. Just uh, a real quick nap. Yeah, a little cat nap. Yeah. So, um, you know, I often have this problem where I have several pedals. I don't have as many as Todd because Todd has like I don't have that many. He's got like eighty pedals. I do not sitting have in the basement, pedals. and then there's some are stacked on top of each they other. Are not stacked. On and top of each you know other. he plugs you know one into the I other do. to the next to the yes, next. I do that. And the the biggest issue I always have is what's the best way to connect all of those pedals? Do you have a solution for me? Tony, the answer is simple. There's one company out of the great north in Canada called Tour Gear Designs. Uh, I think I've heard of these. Yeah, guys. and what do they make, Rick? They make the absolute best flat patch cables. And I can tell you that's the truth because I rewired my entire board around Christmas time. And not only did I use the. Uh, guitar knobs podcast uh coupon code oh yes but I, but I ordered enough to also get free shipping and they came pretty quick from canada too so oh yeah did the guy sign the thing <laughs> he did sign the thing yeah he sure did he signs the thing everybody yep. are you in the kitchen jared what what is going on no i was leaning back as my back was hurting <laughs> uh, i thought he was getting some knows, chicken fingers or something off uh, the, the guy signs the, the guy signs the thing on the thing so yeah. that's so that's cool. So they're 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 not terribly expensive to start with. And you said you used a, a coupon code to save even more money. I that's did. Right. I Todd, did. I sure did. what's the, that code? The guitar knobs. You just type that in. Just type it in. What it, do you save? Ten percent. Extra ten percent off. That's a lot if you buy a lot of cords. Which you will because you're there and yep. it makes sense. And just and buy it, a bunch. Yep. Uh, head on over to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash nothing. Just go there. <laughs> pick, out, pick, pick out a bunch of them. And when you safe. get to your cart, view view your shopping cart. At the bottom, yeah. there should be a place to put a coupon code in. Type in the guitar knob to save an extra 10%. You'll get your stuff really quick. Even though it's from Canada, yep, it comes fast. It I does. can I can speak firsthand for that. It's a great yep. product. It everybody. does. Yep. Thank you so much to Tour Gear for sponsoring our Four on the Floor. Jared. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks. Tell us what your four on the floor is. Okay, so as as I mentioned before, I've not been able to stop playing that Music Box Pedals clone. So I'm going to have to start out with that first, first pedal with the uh, Music Box Pedals clone there. Nice, nice. And you did speak about that one already, so like we, we don't have to belabor that. Um, no, I think we should belabor it. I don't know belaboring. What color is it? It's uh, silver with uh, oxblood knobs. So. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's and cool. Arguably, 
maybe the best thing about that is the price. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all things considered. And and I will say I've had I've owned a bunch of different um, of the Klon type circuits, and I've I've never had a bad one. They've I mean everyone sounded really good, but this this one that I've got is really special for me. I really like it. Awesome, nice. That's a great endorse endorsement. Uh, what you got for number two? Number two, uh, I've I'm a huge fan of the Blues Breaker circuit. And uh, why? Just out of, I didn't mean to. That sounded, <laughs> it sounded very accusatory. <laughs> Do I have Where to place my hand on the third? Do I have to place my hand on the Bible and tell you? Or? I think you might have to. That was kind of. I, I shot back from the table here a little well, bit. I just I just really. I'm not really big on distortion. I like that, like Marshall Plexi sound, like the early Marshall sound, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Bluesbreaker just seems to to do that, and it lets your natural tone kind of s- stay through. So the pedal that I've found that I like uh, with that circuit is the Wampler Pantheon Deluxe, mm. Ooh. and and it's actually like Wampler Pantheon came out, I guess, a few years ago. And uh, it, it's a, I, I never had that one, but I always thought it'd be really cool. But the Deluxe is actually two of those in one pedal. Ah, uh, oh, yes. And uh, can you stack them or is it, or are they just two you, separate settings? It's just, no, you, they're both in one pedal. I know, but <laughs> I understand that, but can you stack them? <laughs> you, you can't, you can stack them. They're, uh, they're slightly different circuits. I don't really remember what makes one different than the other, but they are slightly different. Um, you can switch. I'm pretty sure you can switch which one comes first before I like the that other. In a pedal. Yeah. I like that yeah. in a dual pedal. <laughs> yeah, and it for me it just sounds great. It just, I mean, it just it, it gives me exactly what I want out of an overdrive pedal. That's cool. Nice. You know, uh, Brian Wampler's been doing some really great content by the way uh he basically is getting been sending out like send me your questions via video and he'll show the question that somebody sends in via video and then he answers it and every time he's on is like holy mackerel man i the guy i always learn something hmm. it's so good yeah. and and he does it in such an approachable way so thank you brian wampler for continuing to, to on- dazzle us with your knowledge and content is that on his youtube channel yeah i uh, no 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 it's well it's coming through on instagram okay but it might be it might be via tiktok okay, mm. i can't remember but anyway, no it can't be via tiktok so it's instagram okay Anyway, so number three. So number three, um, I've got the Copper Sound Loma Prieta. Ooh, yes. that's a goodie. And that pedal, that's a for anybody that doesn't know, it's a it's a harmonic tremolo, but it also does standard tremolo. Um, but I mean, I've had a and I, and I love tremolo pedals and especially harmonic tremolo. But this pedal is just it's got that just soupy vibey. I don't know. It's just got the thing, you know, that 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 you want to hear and th- that that inspires you, makes you want to play more. And uh, Copper Sound pedals, the build quality is awesome. And I've heard him on uh, this podcast before, another podcast, and he just seems like a super. But mostly cool guy. this one. <laughs> mostly this one. <laughs> there are no other podcasts. <laughs> but he, <laughs> I mean, it, the pedal is awesome and it's beautiful, and it does everything I want out of a tremolo pedal. 
Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite and, things about that is, is that it has a volume, which oh yeah is like well, it it even has it has like a grit knob that adds like a preamp, which is really cool. And also on the there's like a tap tempo switch, uh-huh. but you can also change that tap tempo to be like double time. Oh, so so if you hold it down like momentary, it'll go double time, and. It, it's just a super cool tremolo pedal. Is the this? Is, I'm gonna get really geeky here because um, I'm still looking for, and I know this one exists out there. Um, does the on the engage button is it, that? It's not a momentary switch. <laughs> well, not a moment. I know it's not a momentary, but it, is it? Uh, is it like? Uh, the three P three I can never say that right. The the uh, you know solderless the, the clicky button. <laughs> the, 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 the clicky the three, button. The three P D P beep. <laughs> wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. <laughs> if you click on it, you know it's not a soft soft switch. That's what it, you know for oh, lack of better soft, terms. Soft the switch. Triple yes. pole, double throw. Thank you. Three P. D T T. See, I solder. That's a god. Dang. Mm. Okay. Anyways, is it one of those or is it soft? For the uh, for the on and off switch, yes. I believe it's a hard click, like Go. a three PDT. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. It's a great pedal. It sounds fantastic, though. We did get the opportunity to uh, yep. play that one, and it's it's great. I just don't remember what if that was a. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> So for my last pedal, uh, I, I've become a really big fan of GFI System Scholar, uh, which is a reverb with, uh, it's got a preset, but it's got four different reverb types you can choose. And with the way I play, I usually just use a, like a plate style. And then they have another uh, like ambient modulated uh, sound and I just switch back and forth between those two, but it's a small pedal, uh, has preset, and I can run stereo out into the amps, and it just it, it does the thing. It sounds good to me. Nice. Awesome, man. That's, that's what matters. Before that, I had the Strymon Big Sky, mm. and I was switching to a new pedal board, and and I love the Big Sky. It sounded great, but I was looking for something a little bit more compact. And as great as this, the big sky was, I don't think I've lost anything going to the GFI. And there are some times where if you have, I don't want to say limited choices, but not as many options to you know change things around, it makes you kind of focus in and say, oh, I, I like the way this sounds rather than you know spending days and hours just going in and, and, and switching out parameters. So I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of simplified uh, switches like that. Yep. Yep. Or not switches, simplified pedals. Well, yeah, and and well, see that's where the the weird thing is cuz these all have a the digital readout on it and everything. So it's like it's simpler. Yeah. But but it's still, you know, there's a lot packed in there. Fair mm. to say, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way I use it, I don't I don't I'm not I'm pretty simple with it, but you can I think you can even get on your computer with an app and go really in detail with how you want it to sound. But mm. for me, it's just, I'll never hook it up to a computer. I just find, <laughs> I just find the way, find what sounds good on the pedal, twist some knobs and I just leave it. 
Yeah. Cool. GFI's got some cool stuff for sure. Well, thank you for sharing your four on the floor. We really do appreciate it. And um, we are going to get into finding out more about you. And we're, so this is a dual, this is a dual purpose interview because you also have your own company called Honey Picks. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, why don't we talk about that first? Let's just go for forward with the Honey Picks. And then that'll probably progress into like learning more about you. As, okay. as a as a supporter and as a as a person who is doing great things for a guitar universe out there and supporting other builders and all that good stuff. Okay, uh, yeah, Honey Picks is a uh, started from with me and my brother Andrew. Um, we actually work together uh, at our normal day job. Honey Picks is our side hustle. And what is your will, normal day job? Can you say or, or yeah. We, we work in electronics. Um, it's just a small family-owned business in Taylorsville here. We just make, uh, like you've seen, have you seen the commercials that Fallen Can't Get Up? Yes. And they hit, they hit the little transmitter and it calls central office. Yes. We make, we've, we make those things here and, and oh. things like that. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, so in 2020, we know what happened in March and things started to get slow here and we we had as many people falling or what (laughs) i don't understand how do things get slow (laughs) people just quit ordering you know it's just go ahead okay so anyway um so we were together and, and at the shop we had recently bought a a laser to do uh to put date codes on our products here and we also had some acrylic and I kind of, at the same time, me and my brother doesn't play guitar, but he knows I've always been in, interested in picks. And he said, I can't remember if he said to me or if I said to him, let's try to make a guitar pick out of that acrylic and a laser. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we tried it. I, drew, I got on CAD and drew up a pick real quick and put it on the thing and he cut it out. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, we can maybe do some of this and... I got a Dremel tool out and butchered the crap out of this piece of acrylic <laughs> and made about the crudest, ugliest looking pick you've ever seen in your life. And I thought it was Excalibur. You know, I was proud of it. And th- immediately my mind started, I, let's do this. Let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's see what we can do. And uh, we just, I started designing picks like crazy and, and he would cut them out and, and I would bevel them and take them home and test them and tweak things. And, and we just went back and forth on that. And then in, uh, I guess it was on my birthday, April 18th that year, that I started, I put the first picks up on reverb.com. And uh, from there, like he, my brother is much more the uh, engineering mind. So with like uh, the laser, and cutting everything out and and that side of thing he's very good at that and i'm more of the uh hand well we both do hand finishing but i do the hand finishing and and the business side of honey picks hmm. uh, so together we're, we we make a pretty good team and it's kind of cool to be able to do something with my brother too that is cool so, I, uh, it sounds like you got a pretty solid family situation there yeah yeah it's it's nice you know it's, it's pretty cool the older younger 
He's he's four years younger than me. What's his name? Andrew. Andrew, that's right. You said that. Andrew, yeah. thank you for helping your brother out. <laughs> yes. So are you using uh, mostly flat material and then beveling through or how, how what's the what's the process? Yeah, so we started out with acrylic and uh, we've well you work in pit guards so you probably know uh, a lot of these materials. Have you heard of kiranite? Yes. No. So we kiranite is kind of a type of acrylic. Uh, it's like a hardened type of acrylic. Yeah, it's almost like a Lexan. I thought a, a yeah. acrylic was already hard as a rock. Well, uh, advertising, we like to say kiranite is a little tougher and a little stronger mm-hmm. and with a warmer tone. So There you go. Smart man. <laughs> but, yeah, it's basically a, oil. a type of a, acrylic. Um, but we've used that and we've used um, case and galilith material which is really popular with uh like uh, acoustic players or bluegrass players um why it just gives that natural tortoise shell type of tone that a lot of people used um back in the day before real tortoise shell yeah 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 before people realized that it wasn't very nice to kill turtles and take their shells for to use them for things yep evicting them so are, are your, I, I think your picks tend to be a little on the thicker side as as opposed to something like, you know, super lightweight. At least the ones that we got. The ones that yes. I, yeah, yeah. That, that I tried. I, I thought they were a little on the heavier side. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, um, that's the question I get a lot of times is how thin can you make your picks? These seem a little heavy. Um, what's the benefit of, of having a thicker pick? And things like that, because most people like. I mean, even I started out on like a Fender medium, mm-hmm. and I played that for years, and it, it did a thing. And it, and thin picks have a certain sound and a certain feel, and a, they do a, a certain job really well. And I still like some thin picks, but since I've started playing thicker picks, I like the way that it feels in my hand like in a grip i don't have to easier to hold yeah definitely in terms of holding on to the pick yeah it it it, it definitely has a better feel that way and you get more volume and i feel like i can play like i feel like when i play a a thicker pick that it's easier for me to play like i can play faster with more accuracy um it, it is a thing that you can't just pick up a if you're used to playing a fender medium and then you go to a three millimeter pick mm-hmm. it's gonna feel so it's gonna feel so different that you you know it takes some time you're gonna have to spend a little bit of time with it to get used to it and comfortable with it um but i think once you do get comfortable with it you'll it'll be hard for you to go back um so do you think these are in terms of thickness about you know similar to picks that you know, were used in the early 1900s or 1920s? Because I, 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 I seem to remember that picks back then, before things were made out of celluloid and what have you, did tend to be on the thicker side. I'm not, I'm not an expert on that, on how thick they were back then. I know that I've seen them as thick as 1.5 millimeters, 2 millimeters, um, that were like made out of real tortoise shell mm-hmm. and things like that. But I'm not really sure... If, if if that was more common back then or not. But I just know for me, for when I play guitar, um, like anywhere from 1.5 to uh, 6 millimeters I can play. 
Uh, but my sweet spot is right there around two and a half to three is is about my favorite all around thickness. And is that are you playing more uh, obvious? Well, I won't say obviously, but are you uh, more kind of individual string, you know, lead playing or more strummy? Now, now that's a good question. Uh, I usually play uh, kind of w- with more of like a jazz, jazzy tip, you know, like a jazz three size tip mm-hmm. uh, around three millimeters with uh, my lead playing, like on electric lead play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on acoustic, I kind of like the way a 1.5 millimeter with more of a rounded tip feels um, for strumming. That For me, that just... It feels more comfortable uh, to strum that way. I got a little bit more pick in my hand, and uh, the rounder tip also gives a, a warmer tone to the acoustic, um, and and a more sharper tip gives a little bit more high end yeah. sound. Yeah, I can I can so, see that. Uh, did you, Tony? Did you know where the term plectrum comes from? Um, no, I don't. Rick, do you, Where does do you, it come from? Do you know this? I, I, this is, I'm not trying to go like, oh, I just looked it up. I'm not going like, oh, look what I know. <laughs> uh, it, it's very interesting. It comes from the Greeks. Uh, everything is Greek. Everything comes from Greeks. And, <laughs> Spray and, some uh, Windex on and, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a ple- uh, <laughs> That's right. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but uh, it, you know, we'll just say a plectron, a plectron, and which is basically Greek for spear tip. Oh. And so they they would use them to play their leader. They would use spears They're to liars. play? They're liars. Who are you calling a liar? Liar. You, <laughs> liar. <laughs> Amazing. I, that, that, there it is. Yeah. So we still use the term, uh, well, the British do. Oh, it's a plectrum. It's a plectrum. Yes. That's, oh. the, that's a sophisticated way of saying guitar pick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyways, just a little spot of uh, history there. Oh, thanks, Todd. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know why I sound like Kermit the Frog today. <laughs> okay. Okay, please get, please continue. This, the nonsense will happen. We just it have just, to walk yeah. around it. Yeah, there are, there are lots of times where we go off tangent. Indeed, indeed. So diving into the world of picks, uh, I'm assuming, because you kind of just said, hey, I wonder if we did this. You didn't set out to conquer the world of picks or to do all those things, but uh, t- uh, share with us some of the interesting things that you've discovered in getting deep into this. Well, there's a, one of the neat things is like when I don't think everybody kind of understands that there is just like there's a boutique pedal market. There's also a boutique pick market. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it seems like in 2020 and last year, there was a, a few of us that just kind of came out about the same time. Um, I think most people probably know V picks because V picks has been around forever. And that's the first pick that I knew, um, first pick company that I knew that was doing something different. And then gravity came out and I think ever, a lot of people really know gravity, um, since they're being sold on Sweetwater. Uh, but there's a whole pick community out there, um, that make, you know, a whole bunch of different crazy looking things and, and we inspire each other and, just like I hear guys in the pedal community talk about how nice everybody is to each other and helpful mm-hmm. everybody is to each other. We're the same way. 
And uh, when somebody has an issue, we try to help them out. And uh, that whole experience for me has has really been a blessing to get to know all these guys and and hang out with them on forums and and just talk shop back and forth. You know, you don't you don't let anybody pick on each other. <laughs> nice. I, hey, kids, oh. it was sitting right there. I mean, you know what? Am I going to leave that hanging? And, and you talk, you, t- you 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 comment on my humor all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Uh, Don't I, pick on Todd. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to understand. For me, like as a rhythm player, I, and I say that loosely. I'm not. I just. I am just the player. <laughs> I I don't have a choice of what I'm doing, but predominantly heavy strumming and, you know, sort of power chordy stuff. Um, this is one of those things where it's like, I ergonomically would really love to not try to hang on to a piece of the thinnest material known to man. Cause the strain that it puts on my hand is crazy. Mm, right. Um, but I, need the you know the the flexibility if you see a a hand you know really hitting the uh you know raking the the strings in slow motion i mean the pick is flopping all over the place you you need that 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 kind of that kind of response um i'm assuming that you've dealt with a lot of questions like that like hey how can i use this for use a a thicker pick for more rhythm oriented playing. Yeah. I mean, we get that question all the time and the only real good answer is you just have to practice with it. Um, just like when you first picked up the guitar and you started, uh, playing with your pick, it felt awkward in your hand and you didn't really know what to do with it. But after time it it felt comfortable. Well, same things happen. I mean, I can play, um, with a three millimeter, three millimeter pick, the same thing on acoustic guitar strumming wise that I can play with a thin pick. It's just, you have to learn to, uh, be comfortable with it. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's no other way around it. And I know what you mean. Like with some, with some players or some styles, like I think a funk guitar, like, uh, do you got, do you guys know who, uh, Corey Wong is? Oh yeah. That guy is amazing. If if you watch that guy when he plays, his wrist looks like it's just a rubber band. Yeah. And the way he plays a pick, there's no other pick that he could use that's that wasn't super thin and super flexible with the way he plays. Right. Um, he, the, with his style, that's that's just the only thing that's going to work for that sound. I don't think I don't think uh, a three millimeter pick would would give him that same percussiveness that he's looking for out of that thin pick. Yeah. Um, I, I assume that most of the people that are getting, especially when you're getting into like the really thick picks, like there's some out there that are monsters, you know, they look like, you know, cut gems almost. In a, uh, I think the thickest, the thickest we've ever made is somewhere around 10 or 12 millimeters. Yeah. But that's for like, uh, you know, like uh, full on, like super scraping precision ice. shredders and stuff. Mm. Scraping ice off the right? windshield. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, and so, some some guys can really play with those. Um, for me, like I had this one pick. This this guy from uh, 
Ah, uh, gosh, he was. Uh, might have been Portugal. Yeah, it was somewhere over there. It might have been Portugal. But he asked for a nine millimeter pick with speed bevels all the way around and the size of it and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, because I'm thinking in my head, I don't know exactly how this is going to look, how this is going to play, but we'll go for it, right? And so I made it and it was absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Like I looked at it, I was like, man, this is a beautiful pick. I, I don't think I could ever play with it, but he he could play with it and he he enjoyed it but for me once it gets past 6 millimeters it's it's kind of just uh eye candy uh for me but i can play i can play uh comfortably at, at 5.6 millimeters but that's pretty yeah. that's remarkable hmm. but i i couldn't do that when i first started making picks there there's no way it, it it's kind of like I started at 1.5, moved to three, moved to four, and moved to five. But you know, you, you you just can't make that jump and expect it to feel comfortable right away. Right. Well, something else that you, I think you're doing, which is interesting, and I imagine this is just part of like getting into you know the the deeper side of picks, just like any other kind of thing, whether it's amps, guitars, or pedals or whatnot, is. Aside from like the thickness, we've talked an awful lot about the thickness of the picks, and we'll move off of that. But you're you're also creating different types of ergonomic uh, features. Oh yeah, we've and, got and, and function features. Tell us about some of that. Well, we have I don't know. We have somewhere around ten, eleven uh, different shapes, and they come in three different sizes. Uh, but uh, alongside with that, a lot uh, something that's been really uh, popular for, option for people is the grips that we offer. And so we, we offer a honeycomb grip, which is just a honeycomb shaped, <clears throat> excuse me, hole that's, that we cut through the pick that adds grip that way. Um, we also add what we call a royal grip, which is a uh, little raised, um, dots along the pick that, that help with the uh, control and, um, uh, that that's been really popular lately and our latest grip that we came out with was uh kind of a nod to some of the vintage picks that you might have seen with the cork grips mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but the difference is like those old pick grips the old cork grips was just uh the cork was stuck on top of the pick but we've actually inlaid the cork into the pick so it's not sticking out it's it's the same mm. uh level as the pick and it's actually really comfortable and that's kind of become my favorite grip option that we have. Um, but all those different grips, you know, offer a, uh, a comfort level. And, and some people have, you know, some people might really like the grips and some people would just prefer it without the grip. So, hmm. so what, what kind of, uh, pricing do you have? I mean, what's your, what's your price range on, on these picks? Uh, the picks, I mean, the we do make a 0.56 millimeter pick, mm -hmm. um, and that starts at a dollar fifty. Okay, and then we, our that acrylic is affordable. <laughs> and then we start at uh, with our standard acrylic stuff starts at six bucks, okay. and then we go all the way up to. I mean, we've made some really wild custom stuff. Um, one, one custom pick. Uh, that was really cool that my brother came up with. He took a bunch of uh, cutoffs uh, that was scrap 
from Kiranite. I thought you were and talking he, about like 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 short Levi shorts. <laughs> no, <laughs> I knew what I, I know what a cutoff is. <laughs> like like when you when you use the laser to cut out the picks, what's left over? He took that material and he cut it into little strips, and he glued those all together and clamped it all together, and he made a pick out of that out of like twelve pieces that he put together, and that was really cool looking, and that was like fifty dollars or something like that. But that's just because the amount of time that it took to make that pick, and sure. then we we hand finish every single one of these and buff them, and uh, we're real meticulous about the way it looks and how it leaves. So, well, when we got the the you know our assortment that we got, I mean, you could tell it was like super quality stuff, and that there was a craftsperson behind it and thought was put into those. So that comes through loud and clear. Yeah, and I think you know. At, at the prices, you know, I think people are used to, you know, 25 cents or 50 cents for a, you know, a celluloid pick or something like that. But honestly, these are, I mean, you have to appreciate the, the, the workmanship that goes into it. And, you know, it, you certainly would, don't want to lose these picks. <laughs> you don't. But the thing is, is like, it's just like sunglasses. If you get cheap sunglasses, yeah. you're going to lose them. You're going to break them. You're going to smash them. Yeah. And then you're not going to really care because you're like, no, so what? I didn't pay too much for it. But if you got a nice pair of sunglasses, you take care of them and yeah. you don't lose them. And and another big difference is those picks that you buy, you know, the, the celluloid and stuff, they're they're cheap. Um, but they also wear very quick. Yep. And uh, the materials that we use, they're going to last way, way longer than celluloid will. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, by the way, where can people go find that out right now? We'll, we'll share that at the very end, but um, where can people go do that? Yeah, you can find that at honey-picks.com. Awesome. Or, just look, or just look on uh, Instagram. I think it's honey.picks uh, at Instagram or at honey.picks. Awesome. Yep. People nice. heard that. People are heading there right now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so let's find out a little bit more about you while we have you on the line as a supporter of the show. That is important to us. You know what's funny? I've always been a podcast fan from the very beginning. At the, I remember I was excited when I found out Guitar Knobs came and had a podcast. But I got to be honest with you, I listened to like the first two or three, and oh, I was like, "No." I was like, I don't know about this. I trust. I might go. Might. We, we don't recommend anybody listen to this. Yeah. But I, I came back like a few months after that, and I was like, oh wow, this is actually pretty good. Oh, that must have been when I first started. It, it, it was like riding a bike for Todd. You know, he, he had a hard time like learning how, and then once he, I'd say it's more it, like falling off a bike for Todd. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like those first picks I made that were just. Butchered. You ugly gotta start somewhere. Blunt. Yeah, you yeah. gotta. Nah, it works. It works out good in the ads. But, but yeah, I I just want to say like I listen to you guys all the time, and I'm I'm just glad that I'm able to support you guys. And well, we really appreciate it. I mean, it's it really does make a difference. You know, our supporters take really good care of us, and and uh, we it means a lot. And so, from your perspective, you. Tell us how you kind of like fell into loving all this guitar world stuff, man. Okay. So I guess it would start when I was in seventh grade, I played clarinet in the band and at school. And I remember 
our, our band director was really cool. Like he, he was so cool, Mr. Reed. And he wait, would, wait, wait. He Mr. Would, Reed? Mr. Reed, Terry <laughs> well, that's Reed. That's perfect for a clarinet. <laughs> yep. I, my band director in high school is Mr. Reed too. Nice. Well, did did your did your uh, Mr. Reed also love Megadeth and Metallica and play? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, when we would have uh, time off in class, he would always get his half stack Laney and his Ibanez shred guitar, and he would just rock out. And uh, I remember thinking that was so cool. And uh, we moved to, uh, when I went to high school, I played in jazz band and I, I graduated to saxophone because that was way cooler than clarinet. Oh, yeah. And the whole time I'm playing saxophone, I'm looking over there at the, my friend playing guitar. I'm like, man, he is so much cooler than me. I just want to play guitar. And so when I was in 10th grade, I knew that my dad had a, uh, he, kept, he kept my grandpa's guitar in the closet. Um, when he passed away, my dad got that, that guitar from him. And I never really looked at it, but one day coming home from school, I was like, hey, Dad, you mind if I uh, play that guitar, get that guitar out? And, of course, he was he was excited that I wanted to play. Mm. And uh, so I got that guitar, and I got a Mel Bay book and started learning. And then I realized what guitar I had. So I had a 1965 Gibson J45. Oh, brother. Oh, dear. And so, oh, oh dear, <laughs> oh my heaven, <laughs> oh dear, oh that's great, oh dear. So that's the guitar that I taught myself how to play on. So I, I started from the top, and uh, with no money, wanted to play electric, and uh, I went to uh, I went to get an electric guitar and and. and done all kinds of things i've played in church bands all you know for years and years and had a few uh bands on the side never really did anything um so what was your first electric guitar well my first electric guitar was a suzuki strat copy with super microphonic pickups in it <laughs> no extra charge and <laughs> and the amp that i got with it this was a pawn shop deal the amp that I got with it was a either five or ten watt gorilla amp, like a one by oh, eight yeah. speaker. <laughs> and I re- I remember the slogan: "It was nothing screams like a gorilla." <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking that must be true because nothing can sound this awful. And <laughs> wow! Oh yes, so, I remember I, the gorillas. All all I wanted to do was play, you know, rock and roll and the amp just would not do it and the guitar just would not do it. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have any, any teachers or any friends that played that could show me the ropes. And I just didn't know what was going on until I finally realized you could buy these things called pedals and you can actually have uh, distortion through pedals and reverb through pedals. And, uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of what started the whole thing. What band out there, uh aspired you uh what what's your favorite band like what what do you what did you try to learn first after you went through the mel bay book okay so growing up i was always kind of that kid that that didn't know who uh any of the pop people were you know i was listening to to all the classic rock stuff so 
I remember back in high school, I was really listening a lot to bands like uh, Boston and Kansas and uh, my man, the Eagles <laughs> and I mean, all, all that great stuff. And uh, I'm still listening to that stuff today. You know, Almond Brothers bands, one of my all time favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, anybody that's, that's, in, in particular from a uh, that is still inspiring you? If you had to listen to a band the rest of your life, who would it be? Just <sighs> one band. It could only be one. Who would it be? Oh, man, that is really tough. Um, I'm probably going to say Tedeschi Trucks Band. Oh, okay, go. yeah. Yeah. Derek so, Trucks on slide guitar and Susan Tedeschi singing and that whole band with horns and... I just rhythm and blues, baby. That's I just, awesome. I just love that band. That's cool, man. Do you do a lot of sliding? No, I suck at sliding. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep practicing. You know, All I gotta do is practice. I I haven't. You know, as much as when I think about all the players I listen to, like Joey Landreth and Ariel Posen and uh, Marcus King. And these guys, uh, Greg Cock, can all of them use slide, and they're all amazing slide players. Greg's an amazing player. Yep. But I've never really tr- like I'm one, I'm kind of I'm, my personality is kind of if it doesn't come easy, I don't always put in the effort that it needs to do. So playing guitar wasn't really hard to me, or it wasn't at the beginning like it is for everybody. But I progressed pretty quickly in it. Um, I'm still not a great guitar player, but I can play the dad blues that I like to play. But when it comes to slide, like I've just never been able to really nail it. And I've never really sat down and put in the time that I'm, that I really should, you know, but, Hmm. well, but I, but I love slide play. I think that uh, a lot of us fall into that where it's just like, it's, that's the hard part about playing is like, if you play something and you're like, Hey, I feel like I'm doing something. You get stuck in that, and and then then you yep. get real frustrated because you then you start trying to learn something. You're like, "This is hard," and then you go, "Let's play the thing I know how to play." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, I definitely fall into that. And once if I'm if I'm playing outside of like what the music that I've created for my band. Yeah, you can slip into that really easy, and I have to fight not to yep. do it, and I try to learn new stuff. But, uh, well, dude, uh, I'm really excited that your, you know, your your pick company's going well, and um, I I think we've uh, there's going to be a lot of people benefiting from what you're doing out there, and you're also building your, you know, strengthening that little community of pick builders, which is kind of neat. And uh, we're great, just grateful that you're out there doing that, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on here, man. I, I appreciate it. This is pretty wild because I'm used to listening to you guys all the time. And to be on here and talk to you guys is kind of surreal. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> cool. it, but I will say it's going exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> but badly. <laughs> badly. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, Ladies I, and gentlemen. Well, hang on, hang on. on. Tony's got, I got something. I got something. I got something. Um, so if somebody wants to try out, say, you know, like a variety of, of different things, I know you have some variety packs and, and yeah. different things. What, what would you recommend Great point, Tony. somebody to start out with? 
we have a kind of like a sampler pack that's got different thicknesses and different shapes uh, called the Swarm Pack, and uh, it's discounted, and you can get, um, you know, it, it's meant to give a first-time buyer an overall idea of what we're all about. So we've got those, and we also have the Pick 4s, um, and those are, you can get those four picks cheaper than if you were to buy four separate picks. So nice. And I, and I think people should, you know, it's worth exploring. Well, I think people need to not be afraid to try something a little bit different Yeah. because ultimately it can, I mean, I know sometimes if I'm switching up strings or, you know, using something different that I'm not used to using, Mm -hmm. it usually has, you know, it can have some, some good, you know, effects and 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 it it might change the way you play a little bit um but i but i think that it's in it's 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 something that you can experiment with so i think it's 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 a great opportunity to try something that isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg all right rick we were going to wrap this up and uh before we head on over to the uh to the uh el camino and and jump in and head down to jared's house we need to find out if there's anything that you would just like to share with the listeners and uh, and maybe even you know fellow builders and whatnot, oh uh, yeah, I think uh, every well first of all thanks for having me on here and I also want to say uh, for you everybody that's kind of curious about picks want to try picks out there's uh, please visit honey-picks.com and and our Instagram and all that but also. Uh, that pit community I was talking about, there's a great resource for that called heavyrepping.com. Um, and John Tron Davidson out of the UK is a good friend of mine. And he he has had um, uh, a lot of the, the pick makers uh, gather together at his website. And he does reviews. And he does some really cool uh, uh, things on his Instagram and some YouTube videos where he talks about the history of picks. Um, but we're all a big, uh, happy family over there. So definitely go check him out, um, at heavy And also I just want to say my brother's not here with me. Uh, but Andrew, when you do listen to this, man, thank you so much for all you do, uh, helping me out here and everything that you do we definitely couldn't do, uh, honey picks at all without you, man. And also to everybody else out there, this is crazy times that we're dealing with. Just remember to be, uh, try to be friendly with each other. You know, that's all we have to do. Just be friendly with each other. I like yeah. that. That's a good sentiment to have. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Tony, you got the keys? No, no, that's all right. Here we go. Yeah. Let's go uh, see if Jared's on the front porch, pick him up, and go down to Would You Ratherville. Let's do this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the super fun segment of the show with your super favorite knob, who is me (laughs) and not Tony. Well, maybe Tony is. I don't know. But it's time for Would You Rather. All right. Would you rather? Little pitchy dog. Uh, Thanks. (laughs) Awesome music teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Reed. So uh, your buddy asks you. Where is this from? Where is this from? 
So, yeah, it's just James and, Pegler. It's our boy J- James Pegler. Everybody, James Pegler. Yes, and in, so, and uh, I I did do a, a little uh, thing to say, hey, we're gonna do the thing and send us your would you rather's, and and we got a whole bunch of responses. And nice. Yeah. So here's his James's. All right. Can I do it now? Thanks. <laughs> your buddy asks you last minute to open for him at a show because the opener fell through, like it's gone. <laughs> But your gear's at the drummer's house an hour away, Ooh. so there's no time to get it. Oh, no. He assures you that he has great stuff, <laughs> and you can borrow his gear at the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, famous, uh, when you famous show last up, words. That's right. Suzuki Strat and a grill amp. <laughs> it, it's better than that. The gear is not what you expected. He has a Roland G707 synth guitar. Oh, boy. From around 1984. Think Andy Summers of the Police. Complete with the Rollin GR700 guitar synth multi-effects. Or he has a Casio EG5 guitar with cassette player (laughs) and built-in. For those who don't know, the cassettes are the little plastic tapes, cassette tapes. uh, And built-in amp speaker that you can play clean with or distortion. Yay. So would you rather use the Rollin G707 with the GR700 synth, multi-effects pedal, direct to the front of the house, or would you use the Casio EG5, which must be plugged in with the power adapter cord and mic'd at the built-in speaker to go into the front of the house? So it's like you have an acoustic guitar without a pickup, and you have to play into a, a microphone all night. Mm. Point it to the speaker of the guitar. Now have the, fun with that. The, the question: Does he have a selection of honey picks that you can use? <laughs> That's not in the thing. It's but not in the thing. <laughs> but he can use them if he wants. Don't you could say the me thing. off. Oh boy! Oh, talk this about is a the, good one. Talk about the less, add, lesser of two evils. Hey. Tony, can you add a little context about these two awesome weirdo guitars well, for the people? Yeah, I mean the 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 Rollin uh, G seven oh seven. That was one of the early, well, not the earliest, but an early uh, guitar synthesizer. So it's got um, it's kind of like a like an a, a Yamaha shaped body, sort of an SG double cutaway. Um, and they actually, it's a decent instrument. Uh, it has a hex pickup and. And, and then, it's a re, it's a remarkable instrument. Yeah. Let's just say, like at that time, like oh, there was nothing else like it. And, and a lot of major players, Andy Summers included, uh, used one of those. Uh, the downside is you had to have an outboard synthesizer you know, that that took the the signal from the uh, from the hex pickup, and then of course, <laughs> just like with <coughs> excuse me, many synthesizers. You know, it's you, you play around with all the knobs and things like that, and get the sounds that you want. I think they had some preset types thing types it's of like things. Tons and tons of yeah. Presets. It was yeah. It, it was pretty much limitless. You can make it sound like an organ. You can make it sound like a a timpani. You can make it sound like all in, you know anything under the sun. The the Casio on the other hand. Oh boy! I mean, they they kind of developed the Helix forty years before the Helix. Yeah. Well, nah, not really. I mean, it was it was more no. of a in synthesizer. The that, in the sense, well, yeah, but I mean, it, beyond actual synth tones, yeah, they said 
in this box contains every sound that you could possibly want to and imagine and craft and organize and all that stuff. I'm I not saying it's saying. a one-to-one thing, but, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, that was 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It was. Uh, the Casio, on the other hand, is, you know, it, it, it with <laughs> the, my favorite is the built-in cassette deck. That's, that's always nice. And the built-in speaker... Oh boy! Yeah, um, you have to play directly into a microphone. <sighs> wow. But it's it is a little bit more like a regular guitar shape ish yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maple neck on it and everything. Yeah, you know? sorta. I mean the 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 Roland is actually. I mean, like I said, it, it to me it looked always looked like a uh, uh, one of the old um, uh, Yamaha uh, solid guitar bodies. I also I want to add one more detail to this too. The cassette tape that goes with the Casio is one of the newer clear ones, so you could see through it. I don't know if that's going to change anybody's. (laughs) Oh well, since you put it that way, it's a ninety-minute tape. Oh, it's a ninety-minute tape. It's a good one. It's a Memorex. Oh, okay. Is it live or is it Memorex? Yeah. Well, Well, let's see here, Uh, Tony. Why don't we get on with this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I honestly think that... Because the Roland does have that really cool brace that goes above the, like, the rail thing for whatever reason. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah. It's cool looking. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like either choice, but if I had to choose between the two, the Roland definitely had the um, a better... Um, a better history, a better, uh, uh, they played better, but you know, neither one of these would be my first choices. I would say in terms of overall sound quality, once you figured out what sounds you could get from the synth portion, which I guess is going straight to the board, I think you could get better sound out of the Rollin side, as opposed to trying to mic a little four inch or three inch speaker that's on board on a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, coming from years of, you know, back before there were a lot of uh, under saddle pickups for acoustic guitars when I would oh, I play. I thought you were going to say indoor bathrooms. You know, back before there was indoor <laughs> bathrooms and plumbing and such. No, uh, you know, back in the days when, you know, if I was doing an acoustic gig and you were miking the sound hole on an acoustic guitar, you know, you move around Can't and it's, it. it's, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So I'm going with the Roland. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Jared, about yourself. Roland, uh, I am not familiar with either guitar very well. I don't, I have that. Do you remember me showing you that black Roland uh, guitar that's. Yes. It has the knot strings on it. They're like covered in something. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm going to go Roland only because my dad bought a Roland drum machine in like 1987 or 86. And I still have it. It still works. And it reminds me of him. So for sentimental reasons and for a lack of knowledge of both of those, I'm going to go with the Roland. It, it, you guys are both saying Roland. Is that, am I missing something? It's yeah. not Roland? It's Roland. Are you sure? Yes. Is that's not a weird Ohio thing? No. What do you say, Rick? I, I've, it's always been Roland to me. Yeah, I'm going with Roland. Losers. Uh, so, Rick, how about yourself? What are you doing? Roland, Roland, Roland. <laughs> uh, the Casio sounds like a nightmare to me. Um, I just, 
the cassette and the speaker and having to stand in front of the microphone, all that sounds terrible. Well, yeah. What if it eats the cassette uh, thing while you're playing? Yeah. So you have to get a pencil out and, you know, reset the tape. <laughs> anyway, <with> the <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's going to be the rolling for me. <sighs> I, it's, I want to pick the Roland, uh, Rayland? for the purposes that when I, you know, growing up and watching some, I think oh, I'm trying to think, I know I saw a couple new wave bands, you know, using those back then. Um, there was just such a, it was such a weirdo cool factor. Like, Whoa, what's that? Oh, that looks so cool. Um, but I gotta, I think I could probably get a little bit more rocky punky kind of just let it rip on the uh on the on the casio eg5 as much as i want to do that one i i know that i'm not the stand there and pick one note at a time kind of dude so <laughs> i'll just uh you know what i'll do i'll get some i'll get some duct tape and i'll just strap a mic to the front of that thing and then go crazy hmm. i will just cover it in duct tape and go anyway that's it. what we're doing that was a great one uh sent to us by who jerry james pegler james pegler thank you so much for sharing that that was really fun uh tony we got a lot of people we got to thank holy moly do we got people we got to thank we love to thank at this point of the show there's a special group of people we call them executive producers well you That's might be right. wondering what is an executive producer and more importantly how can i become one it's quite simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Hey, just help make the show possible. And that's what our executive producers do. That's right. Each level comes with a great bevy of thank you gifts. Um, but as an executive producer, you get all the good stuff. And there's one thing more, Jared. You can have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. <gasps> Breath in. <sighs> Breath out. <gasps> Breath in. Oh, my gosh. Moon Guitars. Vader and Pedals. Drew Lopez. John Helverson. Rick Calhoun. All right. All right. I know him. I know him personally. That's right. Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Elad Mizrahi. I almost I went uh, I went back to my evil ways. Elad, 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 Elad. I got it. Jason Roush, Mikey D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Jamalero, Bill Agola Guitars. John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop. Humanitarians. Yes, all, one and all. <laughs> Yay! Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, John England, Tom Brezen, John Sluhan, Rusty Sneeden, Rolf Gottschalk. Or Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Is it Ralph? It's Ralph. I always want to say Rolf. I don't. I don't know why. Okay. Okay. David Poe, Don Kloss, and Gregory Randall. 
That is correct. Thank you. Hey, Todd, you interrupted me. I'm sorry. Because it, there's a special group of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. Yes, that's right. They're the top of the heap. So without further ado, I'm going to say a special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, who gave us a wonderful scratch your head. No? That was James Begler. Close. Sorry, James. I, I think he submitted one. We're going to read that one off later. He did submit one. We'll read that uh, off later. Okay. Well, that, just cancel that. But I do appreciate Put you it submitting on pause. it. Put it on pause. Yes, indeed. Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound. <laughs> Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff. Sean S. That's S. And Eddie Serratos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. So much thanks. We truly appreciate you all. Um, so, Rick, where can people go find your stuff and get it? Oh, wait. Actually, you know what we're going to do, Rick? What's Before that? people go get that stuff, we're going to get a couple... Uh, I think we should maybe we'll we'll get a couple sampler packs. Sampler packs. I think <laughs> nice. we, I think a couple of our listeners need to get some of those. Let's so do we're, it. We're gonna work that out with Let's you. Let's okay? do it. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So be looking for those supporters. Not be looking for those supporters. Be looking for those comma <laughs> supporters. <laughs> punctuation. It's all about the punctuation. All right. Commas are important. Yes. <laughs> so where can people find you? Uh, yeah, like I said before, uh, on Instagram uh, is honey.pics, and then uh, for my website, honey-pics.com, and, uh, or just get on the Google machine and type in honeypics. We'll show up. Sounds good. Sounds good. Tony? Yes, Todd? Where can people find you? Go over to pickguardian.com. I don't make guitar picks, but I do make pick cards. And uh, check out some of the wares I have available for purchase online. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you need for custom work, which is, you know, honestly, it's more than half of what I do is custom stuff. So For good reason. Yeah. Just you're shoot good me, at it. Shoot me an email. Oh, thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Wow. You're just full of. You are. You're wow. Really good you. at what you do. I, I, I'm tearing up over here. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you want, what you're trying to do. I might even have some good advice for you. You never know. I'm, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Mm. Picardian.com. Okay, Jared, where can people find you? I don't remember what that Instagram is. <laughs> Bozo. Jared, uh, Jared the changed, pickup winding fool guy from, name. used to be from Columbus area, now in Nashville. Yeah, dot uh, <laughs> com. We're going to uh, work on trying to sort this out for you. because Jared, Jared the pick. Uh, I don't know. It's a Jared mess. pickup winder, Brandon. Yeah, no, that's not it either. Uh, we'll figure it out. Hey, everybody, I you can uh, shoot me any. <laughs> 
I don't think anybody <laughs> cares. <laughs> they do. They want to reach care. out. They want to yeah, reach out and touch. Don't. Yeah, they will. Well, they, they can't wants. find you. You can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram, and uh, that is at guitarnobs uh, because you can't find Jared's. I can't even find Jared's. So uh, please send us your would you rathers like we did tonight. Yes. And uh, and you, just your general thoughts and uh, check out what we're doing and all that business. And uh, and also, I'm going to plug my uh, little band here. Please go listen to the Villantinos. You can get all of our music pretty much for free because music is pretty free, anyways. Uh, Spotify, all the down, all the streamy bits. Except Spotify was down today. Oh no! Yes, Ooh. I lost down for several a hours, millionth <laughs> of a cent. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Uh, anyways, go. I'd really appreciate if you checked them out, and I, and if you do. If you do check it out, and uh, I'd love to hear what you think about it. Even if yeah. you think it sucks, tell me. No, it doesn't No, don't. Suck. I mean, don't be too hard on me. Yeah. But anyways, thank you so much, Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a blast. You are welcome. And to all of you out there, please stay safe. And like Rick said, just be friends. Be friendly to each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, have a be good in life and junk. All right. <laughs> nice. Have a great guitar week. Subscribe! Oh, yeah. I made lasagna. A lasagna! <laughs> I, I hate it when your flip-flop falls off and you try to put it back on your foot and it just keeps getting further away and you can't reach it. No. And then you're, what? What? What are you pointing at? You're no. just making sure. I appreciate no. that, though. What? Do we say what today? That. What are you pushing on? That. I can but see you sprawled my, out half, with your butt actually off the couch in a prone position, but oh, still on it. the couch. And half of my foot's numb anyway, so it's an extra challenge because half that foot is numb and I can't feel anything. So. <laughs> Why is your foot numb? Oh, man, I bought a lawn a lawnmower the other day. In fact, uh, I busted the nail on my big toe. I didn't even know it. That was awful. What? What's what's like? I'm. I don't know why I'm afraid to clap. Clap. Clap, clap like a man. Damn it. Go. I'll take you to Mayberry. It's I just like Andy it was Griffith. on 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 TV. And I don't I watched the whole. Oh, I love that show. It's so dumb. Floyd the Barber. God, I love Floyd the Barber. <laughs> he's the best. He's arguably one of the best TV characters. <laughs> we're we're just in it for the jokes, Rick. Hey, uh, Chris. Okay. Hey, right. hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Save it. Save it. If we came over right now and hit it with a hammer, would you know? <laughs> no. Not on oh, the big Let's toe. do it. Oh, let's boy. do it. That's worth a road trip. I could drive six hours for that. That's clippy dog. You real clippy dog. Do it better. So, Rick, you go over there and hit him with a hammer. And, yeah. And then run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> you got something, Tony? I got nothing. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.